bit of an eclectic batch today. Ghosts, of course. But also a couple of those how do you explain what just happened stories. The first one is titled Mother. When my sister Betty and I were kids, our family moved into a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring all the nooks and crannies <laughs> and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. Some mornings, we'd wake up and on each of our nightstands, we would find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. It wasn't our parents doing this. So we came to the conclusion we had a ghost. And they were concerned that we'd get thirsty during the night. We named the ghost Mother and told ourselves she just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishings was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied, usually watching TV, Mother would move that chair forward, inch by inch, across the room toward us. Sometimes she'd managed to get it almost to the center of the room before we noticed it. Oh my God, look. We always felt a little sad putting it back against the wall. We felt mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we'd moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the house's original owner, a widow. She had murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. If you should die before you wake, I pray the Lord your souls to take. Then, she hanged herself. One of the photos included in the article was of the living room where she killed herself. The photo showed a rope hanging from a ceiling beam. Beneath it was that old wooden chair knocked over in the centre of the room. It turned out Mother wasn't as kind and nurturing as we thought. Two short and similar stories now that ask, can we be affected by other people's nightmares? I was having a sleepover at a friend's house when I was 13 or 14. We did the usual things, watched TV for a while, then went to bed. Her in her bed and me on the floor next to her on a blow-up mattress. Something woke me in the middle of the night. 
and as I was lying there, I heard the door creak open. I looked up, and when no one came in, I figured it must have been their cat, as it's what my cat does. A couple of minutes passed, and I was close to falling back asleep, when my friend shot up into the sitting position, then just froze. She was creepily still, like she didn't even appear to be breathing. She slowly turned to face me, then she looked right into my eyes. She opened her mouth to say something, but nothing came out. Then she lied back down, pointed straight up and asked, What's that? There was nothing there, just the plain white ceiling. What is that? Then she went back to sleep. I asked her about it the next day, but she had no memory of it. I don't know what my friend saw, or what opened the door, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a cat. I found out later, they didn't have a cat. When I was in high school, my younger brother and I shared a bedroom. His bed was on one side of the room, mine was on the other. My brother was a sleepwalker and a sleep talker. Sharing a bedroom with him was kind of unsettling at first, but I eventually got used to it. It was very late one night, and I woke suddenly from a deep sleep to being instantly alert. I felt a presence in the room, and I looked across to my brother's bed. A tall, shadowy figure was reaching its hand toward my brother's face. Its hand was maybe just an inch away when it jerked its head to the side and looked at me. I was frozen with fear. It stayed like that, staring at me for a few seconds. Then it slowly floated up into the air before vanishing into the ceiling. <laughs> Immediately, my brother shot up out of his bed and walked over to the light switch. In a very calm and quite solemn voice, he said, Did you feel it? Did you feel the hand? 
then he turned off the light and went back to bed. I hid under the covers for the rest of the night. My brother didn't remember any of it. I don't mention this that often because, well, because I don't like being a salesperson. <laughs> but if you would like to support the show and have access to the back episodes, and there's quite a few of them now, it's $3 a month on Patreon. And I should probably say this more often too. If you are a Patreon supporter, I really do appreciate what you do for me. Okay, this next one is The Old House. I got a call from the guy I worked for, telling me he had a job for me. He picked me up on Saturday morning and we headed to the site, out in the middle of nowhere. We arrived at an old house, with no other houses around it, and started unloading the tools I'd need. He told me he'd be back to pick me up at 6pm, then he left. I went inside and took a look around. My job was to remove all the cupboards and wood panelling, then start on taking up the floorboards. It was a bright sunny day, but for some reason I started feeling uneasy. I don't know why, as I'd been alone in old houses before, sometimes working in the night, and I'd never felt spooked before. I tried to ignore it and concentrated on the work. By early evening, I'd packed up and was waiting for my boss to pick me up. 6pm came and went, and as soon as the sun went down, it started to get cold and dark. It was before cell phones were common, so I had two choices. Wait, or head off looking for somewhere with a phone. I decided to wait. Knowing my luck, my boss would probably turn up as soon as I left. Luckily, there was still some furniture in the house, so I found a chair and settled in. The moon was full that night, so I wasn't in complete darkness. Then, I heard something. It sounded like it came from the kitchen. A little later, I heard what sounded like a voice whispering. 
Hello? Then, from the other side of the house, came... <gasps> I grabbed the chair and headed out to the front porch. The tools were already on the porch, ready to go. So I grabbed a crowbar, just in case. As the wind picked up, I started hearing more noises from inside the house. I huddled up on the porch, occasionally looking behind me into the living room window, hoping I wouldn't see anyone. This went on for hours, hearing noises and telling myself it was an animal or my imagination. While looking through the window, I saw a shadow move from the kitchen to the hall. A shadow in the shape of a human. Then, I stood up and was just about to run blindly into the night when, oh thank God, there were lights at the top of the hill. I was so happy to see him, I wasn't even mad. He thought his other crew was picking me up, and they thought he was. He felt so bad about it, he paid me for all the hours I was out there. I know my imagination was running wild that night, but I am certain I was not alone out there. There was something in that old house. Story number five is The Boy on the Lawn. I owned my own business, so my hours were flexible. I was able to take our five-year-old son to school each morning while my wife stayed home with the baby. It was mid-morning on a weekday, and we started hearing footsteps in the house. Did you hear that? I searched, but could find no one, and none of the doors or windows were open. But my wife had a bad feeling and insisted we called the cops, just to make sure. The cops arrived, and the first thing one of them said was, Why isn't your son at school? What? Your boy, he's sitting outside. I replied, Officer, my son is in school. I drove him there myself. The cop pointed to the front yard through the living room window. Then, with a puzzled look, he said, There was a boy, just now, on the lawn. Then, my wife's phone rang. 
Hello? It was my son's school. Your son had an allergic reaction to some finger pains. After my wife explained the situation, the cops gave us an escort to the hospital. By the time we got there, my son was stable. Oh, thank God. While we were at the hospital, one of the cops came up to where my son was to check everything was okay. I don't think I've ever seen a face that pale. That's the boy. What boy? I saw your son earlier. He was sitting in the yard. My wife is convinced that when our son had a reaction to the paint and his throat closed, he momentarily died and his spirit came home. I think the cop saw a different kid who just looked like our son and who just happened to be wearing the same clothes and for whatever reason, was sitting on our lawn. I think I agree with the wife in that one. Not a bad rule in general. <laughs> This is another hard-to-categorise one. It could be a time slip, or it could be a premonition. This is the strangest, most mind-blowing thing that's ever happened to me. It happened one day in high school at a pep rally. My friend had an idea. Hey, let's sneak out and get a burger. There was a Burger King not far from the school. We stood at the edge of the road, waiting to cross. Just as there was a break in the traffic, and I started to cross over, my friend dropped his phone and stopped to pick it up. I looked back to see what he was doing, when... Watch out! Everything went black. The next thing I remember was opening my eyes and looking up at a group of people standing over me. Try not to move. The ambulance will be here soon. Then, nothing. Then, I was back in the auditorium at the pep rally. 
thought maybe I fell asleep or something. I really didn't know. Hey, let's sneak out and get a burger. I decided to go with him just to see what would happen. Um, sure. We got to the edge of the road and stopped, just like the last time. Then, there was a break in the traffic, but this time I didn't cross. I just waited to see what would happen. And then, my friend dropped his phone. As he picked it up, I said, You know, I'm not really that hungry. I think I'm gonna go back to school. I don't know if it really happened, and I got a second chance. Or if the whole thing was some kind of vision, a warning. But from that day on, I never skipped class again. And I am extremely careful when crossing roads. We have one more today. It's titled The Back Road. And I'll see you next week. When I was younger, I was going out with a girl who lived a little ways out in the country. To get there, I could take the highway or a back road. If I took the highway, I'd have to go about three miles too far before I could turn off and double back. So I always took the back road. I was driving down it one night after dropping my girlfriend off. I was about halfway home when a kid walked across the road a few yards in front of me. I didn't think anything of it. It was reasonably early and there were families in the area. It was a couple of days later and I was on that same road, heading home. I got to the spot where that kid had crossed the road, and I saw him again. This time, he was standing in the middle of the road. He was about 10 years old, kind of chubby, wearing overalls and sandals. I slowed down. But the kid didn't move. So I stopped a few feet from him. Kid! What are you doing? Move! He just stood there like a statue. Then he started walking toward my car. He reached out 
and touched the hood, and then he vanished. I was certain he wasn't just ducking down in front of the car, but I had to make sure before driving on. I didn't want to run him over. No, he was gone. When I got home, I called my girlfriend and told her what happened. Really? Are you sure? About a week later, I had picked up my girlfriend to go see a movie and we were driving down that road. We got to the same spot where I'd seen the boy, and there he was. That's the kid. I braked. An awful expression came across the kid's face, like he was screaming or choking, but he was making no sound. Then, he started running toward us. What's he doing? As he reached us, the engine died, and again, he was gone. This time, I didn't bother getting out to see where he was. I just started the car. We didn't talk about it until we got off that road. That was the last time I drove down that back road. From then on, I took the highway.